Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, and coming up in about 15 minutes, another keyword for your chance to win $1,000. KFI's inflation compensation contest continues. There'll be one more after that today with Tim Conway Jr. at about 520. Yes, we're on the radio one until four after four o'clock. The iHeart app is where the podcast lives. John and Ken on demand, and that goes up right after 4 o'clock. You never have to miss any moment of any show anymore. Uh, we had uh, the Reverend Andy Bales on a few weeks ago, and he talked about, at the time, he's the uh, leader of the Union Rescue Mission here in Los Angeles, downtown L.A. on Skid Row. And uh, he he's run a mission for uh, many years that uh, has been successful in getting homeless people back on track and he's been very outspoken that the government's insistence on housing first rather than providing temporary shelter and starting to give them treatment. Housing first means you got to wait years and years. It costs five hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a place. In the meantime, the bodies are stacking up all over the place. And he wrote a piece. Uh, it was in the Whittier Daily News. Was it in all the Southern California news group papers? You know, that's where we found it. It probably would appear, depending on whether or not they wanted to print it. And I hope that they did, because uh, there's some vital information on it, especially uh, about the failure of this housing first policy. And Andy takes us back to the Jays of uh, George W. Bush as president when he said the housing first thing. 
became uh, the priority uh, idea behind dealing with homelessness. Let's get Andy on here, and he can uh, give us uh, all the details and flesh out his case. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, it's it's always good to have you on. You're, you're such a voice of rational thought, and I know we touched on a little bit of this last time you were on, but 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 talk about the main thrust of the column that you wrote for the newspapers. Yes, the main thrust was that somehow uh, the theory started from Philip Mangano. I was at a meeting where he shared, first of all, they all chewed me out for stopping hospital dumping because I was robbing them of potential guests, and I I thought, wow, that's that's kind of weird because I thought that's what we wanted. Nobody coming to Skid Row, shut the faucets pouring in of people devastated by homelessness onto the streets. And uh, but all my peers, uh, uh, including Philip Mangano, were were uh, telling me off. And who was and then he? he? Went on to expo- uh, yeah. explain. Yeah, who, who was Philip Mangano since you brought him up? He's the architect of the housing first. Uh, harm reduction movement, and I always say it in in that order because it's the housing first harm reduction movement that Governor Newsom doubled down on in our state 10 years ago. Now, was Magano a federal official? Where was he from? Yeah, he was a a federal official of Governor, or excuse me, President Bush, and then uh, uh, President Obama gets a lot of the blame for adopting it wholesale, but it actually came up under uh, George Bush and then uh, uh, and Philip Mangano had this theory that if you get the magnets, I, I think I said the anchors. Uh, I think he he used both words. If you get them off the streets, somehow everybody else will magically or naturally follow and leave the streets. But the opposite has happened. We've worked to get uh, the chronic homeless adults off the streets. But we've left so many others out on the streets for so long that now the majority of the folks who've been left out there on the streets for decades without immediate shelter, they've become the the majority chronic homeless adults. And that's what happens in L.A., particularly in L.A. It's very expensive to develop the permanent supportive housing and people wait on the streets and people die on the streets. And then once these units are developed at a very expensive, slow-to-develop pace, uh, then they're they're operated according to federal restrictions and state and local restrictions that you have to allow the alcohol and hard drugs to freely flow, which then causes them to be chaotic, which has uh, caused the housing on Skid Row especially, but really it's everywhere, to, to be so chaotic and overrun by gangs and intimidation that nobody wants to live there. So it's 50% vacant, not just at Skid Row Housing Trust that went under, but at many of the agencies on Skid Row because nobody wants to live on dangerous Skid Row and nobody wants to live in permanent, dangerous, permanent supportive housing on Skid Row. And yet we're building more. I even sent a picture in of a 13-story tower going up, why would you build more units, and especially on Skid Row, the most devastated place in the world, in the, in the U.S. anyway, by homelessness? Why would you add more units to an area that has 50% vacancies? Who's benefiting? Is it the developers benefiting, the nonprofits benefiting? It's surely not the, the devastated people waiting on the streets for immediate 
housing. Any housing we should do in the future should be innovative and immediate and affordable and sustainable. Building a, a million-dollar unit, as some units are going to cost now, uh, is unsustainable. It can only be uh, permanent through overtaxing people, whereas the $12 billion that Governor Newsom has placed on uh, uh, this Housing First Harm Reduction model in the last 10 years, it would have afforded over 180,000 brand-new mobile homes, three-bedroom, two-bath. That would have enabled every person experiencing homelessness in the U.S. to have at least the bedroom. I know that's oversimplifying, but it's understandable. Every component have- of this, every component of this housing first philosophy that you mm-hmm. just described sounds insane. Sounds absolutely yeah. insane and that no rational person would say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And yet it, it happens and it makes me think that the whole enterprise is just a corrupt racket. That they're just doing this and developers are making lots of money and consultants and and, and nonprofits are making money because it's obviously not doing any good in the streets. I was speaking to the Sherman Oaks, I believe, uh, neighborhood council, and I was speaking directly to Donald Sutherland. And uh, I couldn't even believe what I was telling him. I thought I was in the twilight zone as I explained how our government is operating. So we have... We had 50,000, this is the other point I shared, we had 50,000 people on the streets when we passed Measure Measure HHH. That was to build 10,000 units. That was to build one-fifth of the need that we currently had. Now, six years later, maybe seven, we've built 2,000 of those 10,000. So we've built one-fifth of one-fifth of the needed units to address homelessness, and now... 50,000 people are left on our streets, and, and by the way, 2,000 people per year have died uh, in those six years. So we've lost ground by this uh, devastating model. It's a deadly model, and I, that's what I shared in, in the article. All right, we thank you very much. Uh, we're going to uh, direct people to read this because it's uh, quite an education. Uh, Andy Bales from the Union Rescue Mission, thanks for talking to us once again. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. All right. And he has an opinion piece that ran in a number of newspapers. We saw it in the Whittier Daily News. Housing First has failed. The homeless crisis in California demands a swift, effective response. And, of course, what he supports is this idea of transitional housing and recovery. That's what we should be doing. Instead, they make this decision that they're going to build real, permanent, supportive housing. It takes too long. It costs too much. And as Andy pointed out, Thousands are dying on the streets, waiting, I guess, for this miracle home to be built. Coming up next, your chance to win money. KFI's Inflation Compensation Contest. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, we just got done talking to uh, Andy Bales with the Union Rescue Mission. Great opinion piece, which was published in several newspapers, about the failure of Housing First. We've talked about this for so long on the John and Ken show. Housing first is a failure in trying to get a grip on the homeless problem. It doesn't work. But he laid it out nicely in that he says it just takes so long and it's so costly to build the kind of units they think they need to support permanent housing for the homeless that so many other 
people die in between or are just left homeless and homelessness increases. When they say, well, we can't keep up, it's because their plan yeah. is, is slow well, as molasses. Okay. And the proof of all this is the Skid Row Housing Trust, where they did put up all those buildings, and we've talked about them a lot. They're going bankrupt because they're all being destroyed. Because the other half of this, as Andy pointed out, is that they let drug and alcohol use go unabated. And they let the gangs take over these units. <laughs> right. I, I remember the last time he came on when he said that the federal rules insist that you keep letting the homeless take their drugs and booze. I then realized, well, this is hopeless. And it's, it's harm but reduction, it, but, but it, right? Well, that's their phrase. We're not going to do a heavy hand and try to be prohibitive. Oh, oh, right. But then you end up with the gangs taking over. Oh, yeah. Selling the drugs. Okay. So... That's kind of obvious for moment one, and now they've had a number of years now, like, what, five, six, seven years of experimentation, and it's a huge failure. If it keeps going on, what does this say? This says that somebody's getting rich off this system, and so they don't want to stop it. Because if they stopped it, who loses? Somebody loses if they said, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. Who hmm. loses? And what's the power those people have? Are these developers who are so politically connected and contribute so much money and have such close relationships with the politicians that, as far as they're concerned, this program's going on indefinitely? And, and you know, they've, they've paid everybody off properly. So status mm -hmm. quo, right? I, let, let's, let's assume that... It's also these, some of the nonprofits, too. Oh, the nonprofits are the same boat. They're huh. getting millions of dollars in tax money what's in it for them to solve the problem not much right so what does this tell you that all the bad guys have taken over the system it's a racket it's a way to siphon money from taxpayers and then they have their shield saying well well you know we we have compassion and we believe in harm reduction and all their stupid phrases. When I hear stupid, trendy phrases, my uh, my alarms go off. It's like, why that phrase? You're trying to fool me, aren't you? Yeah, this is more disguising it with fancy language. Right, right, exactly. And you're trying to create a situation where I'm not supposed to criticize. What, you're criticizing harm reduction? Really? What, do you want to increase harm? And so right away, I know somebody's running a scam when they have a phrase like that. Because that's not a phrase normal people use, nor does it describe what's going on. So, right. so now, now what we have is, and this is this is like when the mob infiltrates an industry, right? So now, what do you do? This mob has infiltrated the uh, homeless industry, and they have a steady supply of money coming in from from these new taxes that we agreed to pass. N things are getting built extremely slowly. He talked about uh, the, that that. The, the original propositions was going to account for 20% of the housing needed, but they've only built 20% of the 20%. Well, that's, right. that's yeah. 4%. They built 4% of the housing needed, and half of it, he said, is, 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 is empty. And it's unusable right. because in many cases, the homeless is, are destroying the, uh, the uh, units, and the homelessness has now increased. Back then, it was 50,000. Now it's 70,000. You can't pack a whole lot of homeless people together in a housing project and say, sure, drugs, alcohol, gang members, whatever. 
But that that's a recipe for disaster. That's what happened with the Skid Row Housing Trust. But what did they do to Andy Bales? It's like 29 buildings they own in downtown, yeah. and they're all a mess. When he pointed out from the beginning, this is a really bad idea, what they do? They 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 insulted him, bullied him, saying, yeah. "Oh, you know, you're 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 part of the past. You're just managing the situation. We're going to cure the situation." Well, you didn't cure the situation, and I don't think they ever intended to. I think they realized the public was so disgusted, and we were all on our heels, and they were constantly reinforcing it. Like, well, you're not compassionate. You're cruel. Don't you? So they, they created a crisis that everybody was grossed out by. Then they psychologically intimidated people by calling them uh, cruel and, 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 and inhumane. And it's like it was like, give me some money. Now here comes the shakedown. Give me some money. We have the answer. What really fascinates me and scares me, all of these years of the failure of Housing First, and they refuse to acknowledge it. They just keep going. They double down on these ideas. Oh, we're going to build more housing. We're going to open up more hotel rooms. Because they're making money off this. The contractors are making a lot of money. They're selling units for $800,000 to the city. Plus, they blind people to the fact that the cause of this is not so much high-priced housing. The cause of this is a lot of drug, alcohol, and mental illness, particularly in these pockets where the homeless problem is the worst. But they just sell the public on this affordability story, mm -hmm. and that's why they're, that's right. all we need is more housing. Be if you build it, we'll get them housed, and we can Be solve this. Because getting them off... Well, what did the parent yesterday... We had a parent on whose son died... Of a, of a fentanyl, of fentanyl. Yeah, overdose, fentanyl, poisoning. fentanyl yeah. poisoning. What did he say? You take fentanyl once, you're addicted for life. And there's no fixing it. Right. And that's pretty much true about meth, too. And right. those are the two big scourges on the streets. Meth, which makes you insane. And fentanyl, which kills you. So uh, you, you can't cure this stuff. And they know you can't cure it. So... Yeah, look up this name, Sam Canonis. He was on our show several times. He's written a book. I think it was called The Least of Us. And he really hit it because he said that's why this homeless problem has become so unbelievably intractable in the last five to ten years. It is meth and fentanyl because as John just described it, that just destroys a person. What was that? They lose their sense of survival? They, Remember that? Yes, their survival instinct disappears. Their brain gets so damaged, they no longer have a desire to survive, which is when you say, how could they live like that? Well, it's because that part of their brain, which yeah. would object to living like that, has now been damaged or destroyed. Which tells me they're not going to hit bottom and know that they no. need help because they don't recognize the bottom, which means you need conservatorship. And so it leads back to like the same thing yeah. every time. So Quinona's book is very valuable. And the other book is uh, Michael Schellenberger's book, San Francisco. Because right. there, he used to be part of that uh, uh, progressive homeless activist world. And he interviewed the people working in the industry. And they admitted privately that, yeah, this doesn't work. And that doesn't work. Well, why are you doing it? Well, for the money. So the people on the inside know it doesn't work. They don't care. Because the boobs, us, we're paying the taxes. So, so there you have it. Those are the three people to research and read if you really want to find out truly what's going on with the homelessness crisis. Michael Schellenberger, Andy Bales, and Sam Canonis. You put the three of them together and you really get the whole picture. Yeah. You know everything you need to know. You do. You do.
All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I said AM 640, and they're talking (laughs) about AM radio being removed from new cars and trucks, like an AM amputation. No, no. They're cutting our head off. Don't let them do it. Imagine if we're in a natural disaster. You're going to get a text alert on your phone. That's no good, right? You won't even notice that. Not a substitute for what broadcast radio provides in times of need. 
A one-line text alert cannot take the place of a voice like ours on the radio talking to you 24-7 until the emergency passes. And that's assuming the cell networks are even up and running, which often they're not. Hmm. When emergencies occur, your local broadcast radio station, that's us, KFI, nobody else, provides wall-to-wall coverage, life-saving information, and a live connection in the crisis, and we stay on in the aftermath to guide you through the misery. So you need to make your voice heard on this issue. Text the letters AM to 52886. This is not hard. AM 52886. And tell Congress to keep AM radio in all cars and trucks. Yeah. Standard message and data rates apply. We want to be in all new cars and trucks. What's wrong with them? What is this? We're a lifeline. Is that the word they use? A lifeline. You are not putting us out of business. Yeah. All right, well, here comes a name from the recent past, Jeffrey Epstein. The Wall Street Journal has gotten a hold of Epstein's calendar, scheduled appointments and meetings. What's fascinating about it is we're looking at the time period after 2008 when he reached a deal with prosecutors. In 2006, Epstein was publicly accused of sexually abusing girls in Florida who were as young as 14. The FBI and the police investigated, and he reached a deal. In 2008, this was a quiet story when you think about it. Avoided federal charges. Just pled guilty to soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. He just registered as a sex offender. Served about 13 months in a work release program. Well, that held out for a while until we fast forward about uh, 10 years later. And that's when the whole thing blew up on him. And eventually uh, they arrested him in 2019 and he died. In a prison cell. I'll leave it that way because officially he (laughs) killed himself, but uh, that's Uh, not what many believe. Unofficially, he was murdered by somebody. Right. So, yeah, you think about this appointments book. What's fascinating about it is, again, it was after he reached the plea deal back in 2008. William Burns, director of the Central Intelligence Agency since 2021, had several meetings with Epstein, or at least scheduled in 2014. They couldn't determine just from the scheduling whether or not the meetings ever took place. In 2014, he was Deputy Secretary of State. He's now the director of the CIA. Um, So he was Deputy Secretary of State for Obama. Supposedly, they first met in Washington, and then Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in New York City. Mm. His response to this was, well, he was considering leaving government service And he was told that Jeffrey Epstein is very wise in wealth matters and might be able to give him advice on how to deal with, like, his retirement planning. There's a lot of people who could do that. Oh, but Epstein was the best, right? We could never figure out what he did, remember? We were trying to figure out. (laughs) I think I know what he was doing. Yeah, you know what he was doing. (laughs) We know what he was doing. Apparently Uh, that pays well when you provide teenage girls to uh, creepy uh, rich men. Right. Uh, None of the names in this calendar, though, appear in Epstein's uh, black book of contacts or in the public flight logs of passengers who traveled on his private jet. And we all know where that private jet often went. It went to that little uh, Lolita Island, they called it, where uh, he had his way with many underage girls. The Isle of uh, Abusing Girls. The Isle of Abusing Girls. Uh, Other names popped up... uh, a woman that was a White House counsel under Obama had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her White House service. And then she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group. Her name is uh, Catherine Rummler. 
And uh, again, the same thing was uh, the idea was she did not know him beforehand, but she was told that uh, he had uh, good connections in the financial field. That's all they're saying about this. And there's no implication here that these people were going to see him to procure young women. But the point is, he was already he already reached a plea deal for uh, sexually molesting young women. It's a bit surprising that uh, this was overlooked by well, uh, it, it, by it, some of these powerful people. Well, maybe I maybe they didn't care. Epstein introduced her to potential legal clients such you know, as Bill Gates. <laughs> well, he shows up again. What do you know? No, I'm convinced now that that there's like. Uh, you know, like we were talking the other day, these people who love vegetables and people who can't stand them. I think yeah. there's people who are absolutely not bothered by sexual crimes, like teenage uh, girl crimes or, or, te or you know, young boy crimes. Even like They're pedophile just crimes? Yeah, no. I don't think so. Because it's happened too many times. Well, right. I mean, we, 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 we've seen the, the schools, the church, the Boy Scout, the county, the city, right? Everybody's paying billions and billions of dollars in settlements all over the place, right? Stories that involve thousands of kids. Uh, billions of dollars goes on for decades and nobody did anything it makes right. me think okay i guess i'm not i guess they're not like me right i i guess obviously people like vegetables obviously there's people who are not bothered by pedophiles they just can't get worked up about it doesn't matter to them apparently this uh goldman sachs attorney this woman rumler uh actually epstein's assistants would uh email each other and him to ask if they should avoid having young women around when she was there, thinking it might bother her. Epstein told one of the women he didn't want her around and another that it wasn't a problem, according to these documents. According to Goldman Sachs, this woman never saw anything that would lead her to be concerned at the townhouse. But several people who visited Epstein during this time period said they noticed young women at the townhouse. One of the visitors, an anthropologist who studies Romantic love and attachment. It's a woman named Helen Fisher had lunch with Epstein and uh, she said Epstein invited her to speak with the staff. And then I would say six young women, all of them, all good looking, all of them very young came in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it was pretty obvious. He was convicted of this. He's still doing this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. And I think he got protection. He had a lot of people in the federal government in the system that he was providing women Oh, beginning to. with that yeah. plea deal in Florida right, in right. 2008. That yes. was such an outrageous sweetheart plea deal. Absolutely outrageous that it must have come from a higher authority. You know, treat him very gently. We've got to do something because it's public. If it hadn't, if it hadn't gotten public, he would have gotten nothing. Right. And I think somebody stepped out of bounds by prosecuting to begin with. And once they started the prosecution, all oh, holy hell broke loose. Because there's, there were so many guys in Washington that had girls that Epstein provided that this was this was a huge scandal. So they had to, like, quietly get out of this and give him just a very minimal light sentence. And then everything snapped back to normal. Nobody treated him like a pariah. He had the goods on a lot of people. Yeah, that's the thinking. I'm, I'm sure that's what's going on. Because the behavior is so weird and so extensive for so long. It means there's got to be a story. And it's probably the most logical story, the simplest story. The simplest story is he had the goods on all these people, and he was supplying them with young girls. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I'm looking at startling video 
of uh, another Metro stabbing and shooting today. Do you hear about this? 10 o'clock this morning, Vermont Beverly Red Line station platform. Some guy was stabbing people. Uh, he had some sort of physical altercation with a woman. Another man attempted to intervene. He pulled out a knife, stabbed that man. As he fled down the platform to the street, <clears throat> he stabbed a second man. Oh my the condition God. of the victims are not known. This is horrific. Police arrive at the scene. They chase him to a parking lot. This must be surveillance video from some sort of building nearby. He hid behind a parked car, came out from behind with a knife in his hand, and then he began running at one of the officers who shot him because he was not obeying oh. commands and he was running at the cops and they knew he had a knife. Oh, you didn't tell He's me. He's supposed was... to be alive. Huh? You didn't tell me it was a happy ending. No, they shot him. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't think any of the people that were stabbed or shot are dead, but... Um... Yeah, that, he says he's I, been in, he's in stable condition, alive. I, I think these uh, these metro trains and stations and platforms are the scariest place to be in the whole city right now, because there's such a high percentage of uh, drug addicted psychological wackos. Yes, I, I, I mean, honestly want to be in the area. You know, you, you could even walk through a bad neighborhood. And you might have gang guys hanging out, but they, they got business they have to do. These are really erratic, violent psychos. And speaking of stabbing, remember Bob Lee, the Cash App founder? Well, the medical examiner's report has come out on him. He died after a fatal stabbing last month. Um, well, the rumors appear to be true. His body was full of alcohol, cocaine, and ketamine. So, ketamine. Yeah, ketamine, ketamine. Yeah, that's... That's some new trendy drug. Uh, again, the reports were that he was hanging around with the man that stabbed him to death's sister, a married well, woman, right. and that she had drug problems, and they may have gone to a drug dealer that night, and then eventually Nima Momeni, the woman's brother, uh, put Bob Lee in the you car know, to drive him back it, to his hotel and stabbed him. This guy's around 43 years old. He's got two daughters. He's got more money than God, right? Yeah. And, and think of all the things he did did wrong here. He, he's he's whacked out on, on multiple drugs, cocaine, ketamine, drunk. He's going to a drug dealer. He's got this girlfriend, this married girlfriend on the side who's also into drugs, which pisses off her brother. Her brother. And right. I could see why the guy was pissed off. Because this is all bad stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, it might be cheating on her husband and using drugs. Right. She's, she's going downhill. She's cheating on her husband, doing drugs, and this... And he said he was always protective of his younger sister. I mean, that doesn't excuse stabbing no, somebody but, to but, death. No, but, but, but I mean, you talk about putting yourself in play and creating an environment where this yeah. is much more likely to happen. Like, this isn't going to happen to you and me. Uh, this wouldn't have happened to our mothers, right? This guy has got nothing better to do with his his God knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars he has than to, than to go running around in the middle of the night to drug dealers. and geez. No. I mean, the sympathy level has dropped dramatically. It has, unfortunately. I, you tough. know, you're, you're practically asking for it. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, Mark Thompson's here as well. I heard him in the hallway, but I don't, um, I don't know why he's not coming in. Uh, the right, here I am. Hey, hey uh, guys, the writer strike's going on. <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark, please. <laughs> There's a really hot chick there. I don't know why I never get tired of this. <laughs> I don't either. I, I just, I think he does a great Mark Thompson. <laughs> I love watching him do it in person. Oh, it's I, great, man. I tell you, <laughs> yeah, so he, like, but he gets so pissed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
Oh, good. Yeah. It's a compliment. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So distinctive. That's right. Uh, LAPD uh, uh, shoots a, a stabbing suspect in downtown. We'll uh, discuss that and see what happened there. Plus, they, uh, there's a, uh, an ambulance shortage in town. Is that right? Yeah, shortage of ambulance. Don't have a heart attack. Yeah, you got to uh, uh, make sure you uh, you know you're um, you're eating properly. Sure. And uh, the uh, the Godfather of AI quits Google and warns mm. of its dangers. You know, one right? of the things that the writers strike uh, they're out on strike. They want no AI in TV or film. Yeah. Because literally, you know, you could a computer can write a script in about eight seconds. <laughs> Would we know the difference, right? Yeah, but, but, but well, that's what they're afraid of. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids are doing their their papers in college on oh, yeah. AI, and then they, oh, that's right. And then oh. the the professor grabs a paragraph, puts it in the computer, and and discovers whether it's you know correct, yeah. whether it's AI or not. Yeah. You can screen for that. Yeah, huh? you can screen for that. But so you have to what you have to do, and I don't want I don't want to promote cheating. But you have to have the AI write it and then take it out and make changes in another software that'll that'll re you know rearrange the words and then I the think, thoughts. I, well, I, uh, Tim, I, we talked about this. I think there's 25 years of you in radio, so they could probably <laughs> put together something for you in a, using AI. I, I, that's what I did. I, I put in my name and I said, "Hey, give me 25 pages of, of a bio of what I've done." And the only thing came back. Ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> and 25 blank pages. That's, that's going to be that's your all you're be known for. That's it. Right? Ding dong. But look, at least I, I you know, who's the uh, the uh, lady that said kiss my grits on uh, uh, on TV? Oh, it's a uh, waitress. Yes, right? Yeah, she and wasn't we, Alice. She was the waitress. Right, yeah. Friend. Flo, Flo. I Flo. Think her right. Was her name, so right. we had her on one night, and she and I said, hey, can we get you to do the uh, uh, kiss my grits so we can play it as a drop? She goes, I haven't done that since I left that show. I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> that's that's that. You should have kept that. Yeah, right. Well, have you heard of her since? I, no. Yeah. Kiss my grits. That was great, though. <laughs> every every uh, every show had at least one kiss my grits. Yeah. They all. all right, so all if somebody has together. you on in 20 years, you'll do ding dong. That's that. right. <laughs> Conway's coming up. Yeah, right. ding dong. Mark Thompson. Mark kiss Tom, my grits. Wherever he is. And, uh, kiss my grits. Bro, Mark. Oh, look, now he comes there in. There he is. Oh, there I am. I am the I was out talking to the newest uh, uh, news director. Uh, she's I, uh, like 24, I think. Just trying to sell the writer's strike, guys. How do we go? Trying to get Hollywood back to work. You That's guys go right. ahead and do your little thing. All right. Right. Ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong. Roger with the news live from the 24-hour campfire newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.